We're very thankful today to be joined by author Mark Burrell. His recent book, Rediscovering the American Covenant, caught my interest recently, and we wanted to connect with him and learn more about it. Mark, thank you so much for your time. Well, great to be with you. Let's learn a little bit about you. First of all, where are we connecting with you from today? I am in the outskirts of Cincinnati, Ohio, a little town called Mason, which is about 25 miles north of downtown Cincinnati. And is that somewhere that you've made your home for a long time, or did you grow up somewhere else? I grew up just outside Philadelphia, and that definitely had a, an impression on me and led to the book that we'll talk about. Um, it was a very patriotic time. I had a very patriotic upbringing. And from there, I went to Penn State, got my engineering degree. I've been working in, in industry since 1984 as a, an engineer at various roles. And um, in 2001, relo re relocated to the Cincinnati area. And so we've made Cincinnati our new home, although it's hard to stop saying back home, you know, and I'm referring, of course, to the Philadelphia area. Um, it was a long time ago, but uh, those roots go pretty deep. So you say that you had a patriotic upbringing. What uh, fostered that? Well, my uh, my parents were were very patriotic. Uh, this will sound a little a little crazy, but uh, my mother played the piano, and uh, she would sit down and play. I'm the youngest of four, and we would grab our instruments. Uh, I played trumpet growing up, and and my father would sing, and we would sing all kinds of songs. Uh, some of them patriotic. Uh, all of us kids were in band. And uh, I, I have to tell you, my most favorite songs that we ever played in band were uh, Sousa marches. And I have very clear memories of uh, uh, marching band, mainly in junior high. I didn't do marching band in, in senior high. But uh, yeah, we were just, you know, we were doing the American thing back then, which was to love your country and to participate in community activities that reinforce that. So let's dive into the title of the book, Rediscovering the American Covenant. It begs the obvious question for you, Mark Burrell, what is the American Covenant? So the American Covenant is our most important founding document, which is not the Constitution. The most important founding document we have is the Declaration of Independence. And so I argue in the book that our fundamental problem in America today, the reason for the decline is not that we're not following the Constitution. That, that's a problem, but it's not the root cause problem. The root cause problem is that we have a significant portion of our fellow citizens in America who have fundamentally rejected our founding covenant, the Declaration of Independence, and the, pro the principles that are captured in that great document, which include things like, number one, recognizing that there is a legal standard, the law of nature and of nature's God, which is a direct reference to the moral law, as summarized by the Ten Commandments, and that our rights come from God, that they're inalienable, among them life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and that the sole reason of government is to protect those rights, and that the government gets its power from the consent of the governed. And so we have a, a growing population that has fundamentally rejected that, and they've just argued, uh, you know, different ways to, to convolute the Constitution, and of course they're rolling out policies that don't match our founding principles. And we keep getting bound up in procedure and policy 
And my argument is that until we get to the root issue as a nation and have a, you know, a come to Jesus movement, uh, movement if you will, uh, we're just going to spin our wheels. And I argue in the last chapter in the book that what we need to do to, to restore America, uh, subtitle is Roadmap to Restore America. So what is that? And I make the argument uh, from the Bible that we need to recommit to our national founding covenant. That's what the Jewish leaders did in the Old Testament. Kings like Josiah, Nehemiah, when he returned to uh, rebuild Jerusalem. And uh, God bless the rain. That is the formula. And so I'm making the argument that uh, we've got to get back to those roots and have a conversation about that if we want God to engage to help turn the heart of our nation back to him. Is the reason that we're so laissez-faire about the importance of the structure of the American system and those covenants that are in the Declaration of Independence is the reason why we are ignoring those simply because we are such a opulent society today? I mean, we have more economic wealth now than ever. Yeah, that certainly makes it easy to take for granted the freedoms that we have. But I, I believe the most important issue is we're just not, we haven't been taught. We have not, uh, of course, the, the founding narrative has evolved a lot over my adult life. In fact, this is the reason that I got into writing the book. Uh, because in the late 80s, late 80s, early 90s, I was starting to hear this much different narrative about the founding, you know, that we were all racists and, and it was illegitimate. Uh, church didn't talk about it. And, and so for me, the question was, well, if the um, if the founding was supposedly you know a Christian thing, and we have a Christian nation, and uh, the Bible says we should pay our taxes, yet the founders didn't want to pay their taxes, you know, taxation without representation, then was the whole thing biblically justifiable? That was where I started my journey to write the book twenty five years ago. Well, that's an and interesting so, question. So, at the time that the first seeds were planted to write this book, you were you yourself were questioning whether or not the founding of the country was truly founded in biblical principles. Did I hear that right? Correct. And worse, a lot of my, you know, spiritual mentors were sort of wishy-washy on the topic. I had some of them saying, well, they were probably deists. And of course, that was what, that was the narrative that was being pushed. And if you're a Christian and you hear that the founders weren't genuine Christians, and, and then they throw in things like, well, they didn't fix slavery and blah, blah, blah. Then you, unless you really dig in and understand what happened, you're going to, you know, start to have doubts. And so I started that my own journey was through the 90s. I started picking up books here and there because to me it was, it was like, you know, I need to figure this out at some point. I saw it as a side issue. But when I really dug into it and said, well, what does the Bible say about this? So I read through the Bible and I looked for verses that had to do with uh, nations and rights and justice and liberty. And I was flabbergasted, Will, at what I found. There's so much information. It's just not being talked about in the church. And so I started to organize it. This is what I do in the book, which makes the book so different. And then I looked at the founding, and I thought, my goodness, the founders followed the biblical template to start a nation to the letter. And the theology that's captured in the Declaration, I I don't know how you'd write it any better. Uh, But... You know, the church isn't talking about it. And so we just go along blissfully ignorant, not realizing that we're losing our freedoms. 
Mark Burrell is with us today. He's the author of Rediscovering the American Covenant. If you could summarize this book, what is the American Covenant about? I know we've been talking about it, but in a couple of, of sentences, what would it be? Well, it, uh, it's our contract. Our founders essentially made a covenant together in the sight of God. They acknowledged God. They appealed to God for his help. They do that in the last paragraph. They committed to it by signing their names, which meant treason, by the way, if they were caught. And then he declared it. And that, that is the biblical template for establishing a covenant to start a nation or a community or a marriage. It's the same process, by the way, Will. And, um, and so that's what that document is. It's our contract. The Constitution is just our operating structure. I don't mean to diminish it because it's an important document. But it's version 2.0. You know, we had the Articles of Confederation that didn't prove to be robust enough. So we started the, uh, had the Constitutional Convention, and that's our current document. It's a great document. But if you don't understand the theology, how our covenant captures what the Bible teaches in terms of how we should govern, you're able to, you're in a position where you'll interpret what things mean and how you operate against the Constitution much differently than our founders intended. And that's what's been happening. One of the founding fathers, and I was trying to remember who it was, said something along the lines of, you know, we've set up a country that will only function for a religious and moral people. I can't um, remember. Yeah, it was John Adams, I believe. Yes. And I think about that a lot whenever I see the problems that we have in our country that are, you know, causing such polarization and tearing us apart is that as we we have fewer and fewer things that make us all Americans other than the fact that we just happen to be inside of these geographic borders. And Pat Buchanan said that to me in an interview several years ago. His concern for the nation is that there is no longer anything that we all agree upon. And I wonder if any of those statements um, cause you to have reflective comments. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that is at the heart of it. So what is our Amer- what, how would you define our American identity? You have to go to the Declaration to do that. And it defines it quite well. And it starts with, in the first paragraph, it refers to the law of nature and of nature's God, which is a direct reference to the moral law as first known through conscience and then as known through the Bible. And so what the founders were doing in that first paragraph is basically saying, listen, we're going to explain why we're separating and we're making the whole argument based on the idea that there is a divine law that we are all subject to, the law of nature and of nature's God. So if you get rid of that, not only have you lost your standard for legal matters, just lawmaking, but you've also lost your moral standard. And if you look at what's happened over the last, especially the last 10 years, the moral decline is, uh, couldn't be more obvious now. And that's a direct result of rejecting an objective moral standard that exists in the first paragraph of our most important document, our founding covenant, our contract, uh, referring to the moral law. And so, so those comments are exactly over the target in terms of what the problem is. 
Mark, you also had a note in the interview prep here that I find interesting. It says, although the Bible informed the principles of the Declaration of Independence, there's plenty of room for Christians and non-Christians alike in American life. So after all of the theological conversation that we've just had about the Declaration, how can that be true? Uh, That is a great question, and I think it's the most exciting thing about our American system, which is based on biblical principles. And it comes from the pursuit of happiness, that last phrase, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. What they mean by that is the ability for everyone to go on their own personal faith journey. They were very clear that they believed that the only way for a people to be happy was to embrace the Christian faith. And I show the different quotes in the book to to prove that out. But their point was that we cannot infringe on a person's liberty, which means, you know, the ability to have and express opinions. That's the First Amendment. And so what they're saying is we're not going to impose the faith on people. All we ask is if you want to be a great American, we just ask that you agree to govern your life in harmony with our founding covenant, which means you're not going to refute that the law of nature and of nature's God is our moral and legal standard. You're not going to refute that we have inalienable God-given rights to our life, our liberty, and the ability to go on our own faith journey. And and if you're a Hindu or you're you know an agnostic, that's fine. We're not going to force our faith on you. We're just saying to be an American in good standing, you just need to agree to live according to this covenant, which gives you the right to choose whatever faith you want. So that's how it's possible. Mark, how can people get a copy of your book? So my website, defendamericanliberty.com, all one word, defendamericanliberty.com. You can order it there. Or you can go to uh, anywhere where books are sold. Amazon has it. Uh, so you can get it there. And uh, yeah, I encourage folks to get a copy. And I, I also encourage you to give a copy to your pastor, your church leaders, I really wrote the book to help address these, you know, legitimate biblical questions that I had and that I know a lot of church leaders have as to, you know, what is the appropriate role of Christians relative to politics? And I make the strong argument directly from the Bible that we have a citizenship duty, no matter where we live, by the way. It's not an American thing. It's no matter where Christians live. You have a responsibility to try and establish liberty and justice for all. Government can look different. But uh, you need a covenant, and you need to work towards that. So that's the argument I make in the book. Is this your only book that you have uh, written? It is. I'm a first-time author, reluctant author. As I said, I didn't didn't wake up and say, I want to write a book. I, I have had a teaching ministry for over 30 years. And as I started to understand this better, I realized that there really was not a resource that argued this from directly from the Bible. So I felt like, uh, okay, well, I guess I need to do this. And it took me 10 years, the 10 years of writing and editing to get to the book. And I am working on a second book now, which is more, more of a cliff note version of the first and intended to be more congregation friendly, uh, something that could be used as part of Bible study kind of thing. I'm hoping to have that out in the fall. Well, Mark, give, so, us your web, give us your website one more time. So it's defendamericanliberty.com. 
DefendAmericanLiberty.com. Our guest today has been Mark Burrell. He is the author of Rediscovering the American Covenant, a Roadmap to Restore America. Mark, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me, Will.